Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnels Towers Foundation Show. I hope everybody's enjoying their Sunday so far. It is a beautiful day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, what a week it was, everybody. And the story of the week, you know what it is. The story of the week and the subject of my opening statement is the Hunter Biden plea deal. Oh, what a mess it was. You know, when I was a, when I was a judge, a uh, plea day when defendants would plead guilty was an easy day. There was no stress. It was very perfunctory, very pro forma. The defendant comes in, uh, the defense and the prosecution at odds always, hammer out a plea agreement and the issue for me as a judge is whether or not the defendant understands uh, the agreement and uh, we would allocute where I would say to the defendant, do you understand that, you know, are you doing it freely and voluntarily? What are you admitting to? Why are you admitting to this? You know, and it's just some general questions. Well, not in the Hunter Biden case. You know why? Because the defense and the prosecution, they weren't at odds. They were literally one and the same. So they come in with this plea agreement. So Hunter Biden, after a five-year investigation where they let the statute of limitations run out on the heaviest years when Hunter Biden didn't pay taxes, uh, they come in with this agreement where poor little Hunter is going to have to plead guilty to two misdemeanors and enter a diversion program for a felony gun charge. Okay, two tax misdemeanors and one diversion program. Except the thing goes up in smoke when the judge asks very simple questions like, if this is an ongoing investigation, um, how is it that you have uh, immunity? You're giving him immunity, but you're still investigating? And the defense pops up, and I have the transcript here, and the defense pops up and they say, Your Honor, um, we have... Uh, immunity in perpetuity. And that means he'll never be charged with a crime for the rest of his life. Well, folks, that's not real. I've never seen it. It doesn't exist. It's a fraud. It's a fraud on the court. It's a fraud on the American people. And it is typical of what the Biden administration, from Joe Biden on down, through his corrupt Department of Justice with Merrick Garland, the one who thinks that parents are domestic terrorists and sends the FBI to their homes. This is a fraud where uh, the, 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 the judge says to the, uh, one of the attorneys, you're relying on the promise that you won't be prosecuted for any future uh, 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 crime or conduct by Biden. And the defendant says, yes. And the court says, well, if that's not valid, would you accept the plea? And the defendant says, no. And the court says, wait a minute. If you have no immunity from government uh, uh, or even with a different prosecutor, um, would you still enter the plea? And the defendant says, no. So the defense comes in and they think they're home free for the rest of their lives. And the judge says, hogwash. That's not how it works. So why are you, Department of Justice, saying the investigation's ongoing? They're saying it's ongoing because they don't want to give records to Congress, which is unearthing the fact that Joe Biden and his father were involved in shaking down governments 
for cash so that they could live the high life and so Hunter could pay half of his family's bills and his father's bills. Folks, Joe Biden lied to you. He lied to you when he said he knows nothing about his son's overseas business. He lied when he said he's never spoken to his son. And now they're saying, well, he was never in business with his son, except that he played golf with his son's business partners, except that he went to Ukraine and said, if you don't get the prosecutor off my son's company, I'm not going to give you a billion dollars of American money except that he flew his son to China, where his son got millions from the Chinese connected, uh, from a company connected to the Chinese uh, Communist Party. Joe Biden met with them at restaurants. He had conversations with them dozens of times. Joe Biden, according to a 1023 form of the FBI, literally, literally, uh, apparently shook down a, an oligarch in Ukraine for $5 million. The oligarch has a tape with Joe Biden's voice on it. Folks, these people are dirty. They're a crime family. They don't deserve to be anywhere near the White House. Anyway, I'm going to be speaking with political strategist Garrett Ventry on the Hunter Biden craziness. After that, I'll be joined by Fox News' Joe Concha. It's all coming up here in just a few moments on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Never forget that commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with political strategist Garrett Ventry. This is the Judge Jeanine Show on 77 WABC. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel Show. Joining us now is a political strategist, Garrett Ventry. You may have seen him on uh, the Fox News program. The founder of GRV Strategies and Message Impact LLCs. Worked with political intelligence, public policy, strategic communications. He's former U.S. House Chief of, Chief of Staff and U.S. Senate spokesperson. And his name is Garrett Ventry. We Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Garrett, the Department of Justice makes a decision that after five years of an investigation, they're going to allow him to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax crimes and the program for the felony gun charge. Uh, we've been charged with it yet, uh, and if he follows the, the points of the diversion program, he'll never be charged. So why did it fall through? Absolutely, Judge, and thanks for having me. Always uh, good to speak with you. I I think really what's very interesting here is the reason it fell through is, and if you even kind of take a step back here, if you look at the original indictment of Hunter Biden a few weeks ago, what's very interesting here is Democrats, it's two issues he's uh, indicted on or charged on that Democrats care about. One is tax fraud, right? They're always talking about tax fraud, people paying their fair share. Hunter Biden, meanwhile, Mm -hmm. in this case particularly, doesn't pay taxes on hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then, obviously, they're always talking about dangerous people getting weapons illegally. And then Hunter Biden, obviously, <laughs> possesses a firearm illegally under a controlled substance. And as you know, you know these charges carry up to a, you know, a 10-year period in jail. And so we find out instead he gets a sweetheart deal, an original one from his dad's DOJ, which essentially says you're not going to serve jail time. And so then 48 hours ago, he goes to court. 
And the judge looks at this plea deal and sniffs out a very, very big scandal, essentially, here, which is that they wanted to give him not only uh, you know immunity on these charges, but on future charges dealing specifically with his foreign business dealings, which James Comer, Jim Jordan, and others has un- uncovered, you know, uh, and through the Hunter Biden laptop as well, that he has done business with China, with Ukraine, you know, made millions of dollars on this. And so that's really why it fell through here. Thank God for this judge who essentially exposed, uh, you know, Joe Biden's DOJ colluding with Hunter Biden's lawyers to give him essentially a blanket pardon without, give, without Joe Biden having to give him one. Well, you know, the amazing part of it, Garrett Ventry, is that, you know, it should have gone down very smoothly. I mean, when you hammer out a plea agreement, uh, you know, it's something that is pretty much in lockstep. Everybody agrees. Everybody knows the, the limits and, you know, the parameters of the deal. And it was only on, you know, a very in surface questioning that it started falling through. And I have the transcript here. And one of the things that, you know, the judge said, well, if it's an ongoing investigation, um, how can he have immunity? What is this immunity about? The defense attorney stands up. He says he has immunity in perpetuity. Okay. And the judge says, well, then what are they still investigating? You know, it was just superficial questioning that brought out the absurdity and the, the the contradiction in this deal that was nothing more than a cover-up for the Biden, the Hunter specifically, and for his father and all of the money that, you know, that they got or that Hunter got that he says he shared with his father when he had to pay half of the family's bills. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this the interesting thing here, what you're seeing is, all of this is coming out too around the same time we're learning that, you know, this business associate, Mr. Archer, is testifying mm. at the House Oversight Committee, and he's testifying. And again, this is a firsthand witness. I think what's very interesting here, what your listeners probably remember, is when President Trump was impeached over, uh, you know, the so-called you know Ukrainian impeachment and the yeah, first the phone impeachment call. hoax. Exactly the perfect phone call, as he likes to say. You know. Uh, uh, it was off second, third, and fourth-hand witnesses, right? This was no John Dean Nixon moment, right? These people yeah. never spoke to the president. This Mr. Archer individual, who was a business associate and longtime friend of Hunter Biden, is literally pictured with Joe Biden golfing. And golf is a long game, depending on how good or bad you are. So we know he spent hours yeah. with Joe Biden. And yeah. he is alleging that Hunter Biden used to put Joe, while he was vice president, on speakerphone, you know, with these foreign business associates. And now you're seeing, and you pointed this out on the five the other day, Judge, which is very important, a shift from the White House saying it went from Joe has no knowledge of Hunter Biden business deals to he was not in business now with Hunter Biden. So again, we know Joe Biden's been lying since for years here that he's not had knowledge of Hunter business, Hunter Biden's business deals. And this, uh, this uh, testimony from Hunter Biden's partner is essentially blowing a lot of holes in Joe Biden's uh, original testimony on this. Well, you know, uh, Garrett Ventry, what's interesting to me is that, first of all, Devin Archer, he's been uh, apparently scheduled to testify several times before uh, the Congressional Oversight Committee or Judiciary, the House Judiciary, I'm not sure which it is. 
and yet, at the same time, he keeps delaying and delaying. What do you think is going on? You've been in the back rooms of these uh, kinds of hearings. What What is going on with this with this witness? Yeah, there could be a number of things here. Obviously, he's been charged um, with an unrelated uh, an unrelated crime. There's a couple of things that could happen here. Number one, and you know this with with witnesses. They get threats, right? And so there oh, could yeah. be threats to his life where they're, you know, trying to move him around to make sure, you know, to ensure his safety. And then the second thing is if there is new information or if he's providing documentation um, to expose potential crimes, you know, investigators at, you know, House Oversight Committee are going to want to take time to obviously verify those claims, hunt those down, maybe talk to other witnesses. So a lot of times, you know, it's usually one of those two things, either to protect a witness or there's new information that's damning. They want to make sure they can verify or reach out to other sources to confirm as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, you know who Devin Archer is? Devin Archer? (laughs) Besides being Hunter's partner in crime, uh, and he is about to go to jail, Devin Archer, uh, he is John Kerry's son-in-law. I mean, yeah, you can't make this stuff up. Right? No, you can't. Um, you've got Pelosi's son. Here, you've got uh, Biden's son. You've got Kerry's son-in-law. I right. mean, all of these politicians who kind of cover for each other are covering for their kids as well. I mean, it is absolutely stunning how, you know, one hand washes the other with these people. I mean, they just they won't give up on it. And yet and yet you take someone like Donald Trump. Oh, God, now that this thing happened with Hunter Biden and we see all the corruption with it, then what we're going to do is we're going to file a few more charges against uh, Donald Trump. Hundred percent. I mean, that's what every time there's been something, you know, you remember this, the the Grassley Comer original bombshell that there was an FBI source that said Joe Biden was allegedly involved in a bribery scheme. Yeah, the 1023. We learned that in the morning. Yeah, the yep. 1023 form. We learned that, and, you know, a few hours later, that's when the first Jack Smith indictment comes, yep. right? And so it's this constant Hunter Biden is exposed on legitimate corruption charges. There's overwhelming evidence, and now we're learning more and more it gets closer to Joe Biden, Right. And the moment it gets closer to Joe Biden, they drop, you know, another charges against one of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago maintenance workers. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, they're they're throwing everything at the wall here that they can to try and get Trump because he continues to surge in the polls and more and more voters, whether it's the state of the economy, Joe Biden's age that they're questioning. They're very worried about the state of the country. I mean, there's a poll I saw a few weeks back when I was on Fox here and Sandra and I were talking about this, but 74 percent of Americans say the country's heading in the wrong direction. That's not a good place to be going into re-election. And so they know they can't be Trump at the ballot box, and so they want to put him in a jail cell for up to 400 years. What's interesting here, too, is, you know, uh, The View and others are essentially – Claire McCaskill is on MSNBC with with Jen Psaki here, the former White House press secretary. They're trying to make this about Republicans going after Joe Biden because of Hunter's addiction or because Joe Biden has had grief in his life. No one's doing this. You know, those are all very sad things that Joe's had loss, that Hunter's had addiction. What they're going after here is essentially Hunter Biden peddling out influence to his father, who is the vice president, to make money off foreign business leaders. That's what this is about. It's about corruption. It's about the things that the American people do not like and they think happens all the time. And now it's in plain sight. Well, yeah. And then and, you know, the, the amazing part of it is, you know, I never thought that Joe Biden was very smart. But when he admitted in January of 2018 
when he, I think it was before the Council on Foreign Relations, he was giving a talk and he said, my God, I told him if you don't fire that prosecutor in six hours, you're not getting the billion dollars of money. Obviously, he wanted choking the prosecutor who was investigating the company the Hunter was on. Uh, you know, to be fired because if that if that company, Barisma, of course, uh, had a problem, it couldn't it couldn't come to the United States, couldn't be on Wall Street. It could, if it were under investigation, you know, they wanted to bring it to the United States. And Joe Biden literally admits, you know, when as a prosecutor, I'm like cheering. He is admitting that he is leveraging taxpayer money, not only uh, with a foreign country. Uh, with, uh, uh, to 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 uh, to get a, a person fired, but to get the prosecutor off the company that his son is making eighty three thousand dollars a month right. from. So you know, if that isn't pay to play, if that isn't corruption, and since when is Joe Biden interested in a prosecutor in a foreign country, except that it's going to interfere with the money flow? Garrett Ventry, uh, I want to thank you for joining us today and uh, for sharing your insight with us. And we hope you come back uh, and talk to us again. But uh, we really appreciate your joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a good day, Garrett. Thank you, Judge. Appreciate uh, you having me on. You're an absolute legend. Keep up the great work. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good. In honor of America's heroes, donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with television and radio personality Joe Concha coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnels and Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a columnist for The Hill. Uh, he's one of the most visible faces on Fox News. And uh, he is a very cool guy. He's a friend of mine. He is a uh, media and politics columnist for The Hill, actually. And uh, he is author of the Wall Street Journal bestseller, Come On, Man, on the life and presidency of Joe Biden. He's got a new book, Come On, Man, The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency. And uh, I happen to really like this guy. He's a stitch. His name is Joe Concha, and uh, he joins us this Sunday morning. And we thank you, Joe Concha, for getting up this morning. And although it's not that early, but for working with us on a Sunday. So, uh, you know what, Joe, let's talk about most Sundays. People get up, they read the New York Times, or they read the Post, or they read whatever, The Hill, whatever they read, uh, or they read, like me, a Nelson DeMille book to get away from all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> But we've got a lot of concerns. Uh, I think there are a few people who ain't reading these days. And I wanted to ask for your take on some of the people who seem to have a little trouble like a cognitive decline that we're seeing start from the top. And with your book, uh, Joe Biden's very bad, terrible, no good, awful, whatever it is, uh, very bad presidency. Now, is that fair for you to talk about Joe Biden like that? Yeah, <laughs> I would say it is, Judge, because I did research on this guy's entire life for this book, and he has been an underachiever, a plagiarist, 
a serial liar from day one. So when people talk about, well, Joe Biden's too old, yes, he is too old. Yes, he does fall down a lot. Yes, he said this week that he ended cancer as we know it, unquote. <laughs> you know, and we're past the point now where it was funny when he was vice president because vice president's basically an inconsequential job. And when he was a senator, well, he was one of 100. So how much power could he really have? And ha-ha, look at what he said here about this or that. But now he's the leader of the free world, and he's the commander-in-chief of our armed forces, and he's the president of the United States. And you just see on a daily basis he barely works. And when he does speak outside of a teleprompter, we hear and see the things that he says. And we're like, my God, I mean, he shouldn't even be – like the starter at the local golf course, let alone leading this country, and yet he's seeking another four years, which means we could be talking about in 2028, Joe Biden, 86 years old, in the Oval Office. And if this is the 80-year-old version, I can't even imagine what that's going to look like. And it's not just Biden, by the way, Judge. We saw it with Mitch McConnell this week. He's 81 years old. Yeah, but hold on a second. What yeah. what happened to him? Do we really know he had what an eighteen second freeze? My my wife's an ER doctor, and I had her watch that video. I go, "What do you think's happening here?" And she goes, "Well, honestly, it looks like almost a mini stroke." She, now she's not going to commit to that because she's right. you know she would have to analyze the patient uh, in right. person, I would imagine, and, and do all sorts of tests. But she goes, just by looking at that. Because you count it, it's 18 seconds, and it's not like, well, he was alone and just kind of zoned out. It was in the middle of a sentence during a press conference. So, you know, your adrenaline would be up, I would think. So what happened there, we don't know, but we shouldn't even have to wonder what happened. I mean, here you have – if Mitch McConnell runs again uh, for for Senate, you're talking about an 89-year-old McConnell by the time that term – it's a six-year term, remember – ends, or Dianne Feinstein this week – all she had to do is vote yes or no on a bill. And she went into a speech, and her advisors actually had to come over to her and say, no, just say yay or nay. <laughs> you know, and, and you get to a point where you're like, whoa, how old is the Senate anyway? And you see that the median age is well over 70. So is, is it really? We either got to talk about age limits or term limits, Judge. Is it really the median age is over 70 in the Senate? Let's, let's put it this way. Uh, so uh, there are a couple of polls out that asked, should there be age limits uh, in Congress, the Senate, and the presidency? And 70% of Americans, all right, so it's well past just one party or the other, 70% of Americans say, yes, there should be age limits. And then they ask, what age do you think is appropriate? And the most common answer was age 70. Now, some people age quite well in their 70s. My dad's 80, and he's still a consultant, runs three miles a day around Packnack Lake in Wayne, New Jersey. So, of course, some people age well. But for the most part, people are probably comfortable with the fact that, okay, if you're going to have such an important job where you have to travel up, by the way, also, Congress, Senate, the presidency, 70 is the age limit. And if that's the case, then almost three-quarters of the Senate would be gone. Okay, wow. three quarters. Can you imagine that? You know, uh, and wasn't yeah. it Feinstein who said that uh, she was out for like three months and she then I think she denied that she was out? <laughs> yeah, she said, oh, no, I voted on those bills. I was like, no, you weren't. You were absent. <laughs> so, I, I mean, she's. I think she's 90. If she's not 90, she's going to be she's 90 real soon. at least. Yeah. 89. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 it's it's all about power with these with these folks and they do not want to relinquish it. And so I think. All right. So instead of age limits, because, again, I, I think some people age better than others. And so maybe we don't put a number on it, but we do have term limits. And I think we should apply those to the Congress, the Senate, uh, like we do the presidency, quite frankly. I, I agree. I agree. In fact, uh, I think. But who's going to pass term limits? Congress has to do it. They're not going to do it to themselves. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm writing uh, a column, and I, I moved from the hill. This was recent. Uh, I'm I'm with the Messenger now. Uh, oh, okay. Jimmy Finkelstein creation, yes, and it's uh, yeah. it's doing quite well. So Jonathan Turley is there with me, and 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 I'm good. there, and Jessica Tarloff, your your co-host on the on the five, she writes for us. So it's all good. And the, and the column that I wrote this week talks about exactly what we were talking about. But then my conclusion in the final paragraph is, if you think this is going to happen, you then you believe that those in Congress and the Senate are going to fire themselves because yeah. that would eliminate a lot of them. <laughs> so it, right. it's not They're gonna not going to do because, it. No, no way. No shot. So it's well, never going to happen, Joe Concha. <laughs> What's that? So it's never going to happen. We're never going to have term limits. No, no, because the people that would have to vote on it would have to basically resign themselves. <laughs> it yeah. ain't going to happen. Well, you know, and then you've got um, – well, you know, it's interesting. Pelosi – Stepped away. Uh, well, she she wasn't going to be speaker anyway, given the, uh, the 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 makeup of the house now. Uh, but Pelosi is one of the ones who came out, I think, a few weeks ago and said Joe Biden is he's so inspiring. He's this. He's that. I'm like, is this woman on another planet? What is she seeing that that we're supposedly missing? And it is it is like a it's a it's a cult. They're in a cult that they support each other. And then you find out their kids are making billions together, like John Kerry's son-in-law is Devin Archer. You know, and you've got Nancy Pelosi's son, who's out there making money uh, in, in, foreign, in the foreign world, along with Hunter Biden and who knows who else. Uh, it's kind of scary. So it's not just for themselves, it's for their kids to maintain the power so their kids can leverage their parents. Oh, those are all great points. And and look, Joe Biden, he's inspiring to me in that I wish I could take as much vacation and time off that he does, right? So that's what inspires me about him. He spent 40% of his presidency on vacation, uh, much of that in Delaware. And it's always a, it's always a long weekend. It, it ends early Friday. He's not back until Monday afternoon. Uh, and, and again, people say, well, how can he run for president again? You know, he's too old. Well, if you have his schedule right now, maybe he can handle it. Because, it's, yeah. again, uh, there, there are people that are a lot more active at his age. But I, I think I guess the question is, you know, is Joe Biden going to be impeached by by the House at this point? And I wonder about that. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, Judge. If you impeach him, you're probably not going to convict him because you need two thirds of the yeah, Senate. We don't we don't have the Senate, so we can't convict him. Precisely. So then does that only make him a martyr, a victim and provide jet fuel for his campaign? I wonder. You know, I, I wonder if. You know, it's interesting. I don't think it provides jet fuel for his campaign. Uh, I think I think the Democrats uh, know that they're lying to themselves uh, at this point, that Joe Biden is in cognitive decline. But the fact that they are behind him lockstep is stunning to me, stunning. When you've got someone like Gavin Newsom, as you already mentioned, who's out there in the wings. And, you know, he did that interview with uh, Sean Hannity. Hannity. I got to tell you. This guy is, uh, he's a smart guy, and he is smooth. He can, he can admit, you know, we do have homelessness. It's out of control in California. I mean, he comes right out and admits it. He doesn't really lie about it. And then he says, you know, we got to do this, this, and this. And he, you know, I loved it when Joe Biden was in Europe, and he went to the uh, White House Boy, with no. his jacket <laughs> thrown over his shoulder, his hair slicked back. You know, he was taking a photo you know, for, you know, to send out a message, hey, guys, won't I look good in the White House? That's the thing, right? He's he's smart and he's slick. And you if you're those two things and you got really nice hair with exceptional gel and <laughs> the nicest, whitest teeth, uh, this yep. side of Tiger Woods, right? Just a beautiful smile. You're like, OK, uh, 
I could vote for that guy. Yeah. I mean, California does have the highest tax rate in the country and the highest homeless rate in the country and the highest poverty rate in the country. And more people are leaving California for places like Florida and Texas and Tennessee than any other state. And San Francisco is a shell of what it used to be under Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom. But, you know, he seems kind of like a nice guy. And He's easy on the eyes. You talked about in the beginning of this interview about people not educating themselves. And it's true. They'll just vote on, well, just like with with Barack Obama. Boy, he gives a good speech. Yeah, but he's only been in the Senate for five minutes, and he's a community organizer before that. Yeah, but he's a good-looking guy. Unfortunately, people think that way when they're voting for a president instead of policies and what's best for their families and for the country. Yeah, and they're not going to look at California and say, I don't want my country to look like California. No, no, it's not his fault. You know, he was stuck with it. You know, the fact that he went uh, to the French Laundry and all that, which even I'm sick of hearing about. But the fact that he doesn't think the rules apply to him, I mean, that he's arrogant and that he's condescending. And by the way, he closed a lot of the wineries in Napa, but didn't close his own. I mean, my God, how do you do that? The thing I hated most was the Super Bowl that was in Los Angeles two years ago. And he goes and Eric Garcetti goes and they're taking pictures with Magic Johnson and Leonardo DiCaprio. And they asked Garcetti at one point, they said, uh, isn't that hypocritical of you to still support locking down all these businesses? But there you are at the Super Bowl without a mask taking pictures with celebrities. He said, oh, no, I took the mask off, but I held my breath. And therefore, you can't transmit covid when you hold your breath oh You're like, my these God. people are our leaders <laughs> i mean are you kidding me and, and newsom's the same way so they're they're all hypocrites they're they're all just i just wish we could do better i mean can't we do better <laughs> somehow well what do you think of rfk joe concha i think that he is authentic in his beliefs he's a passionate uh guy uh he brings us back to what democrats used to be right uh mm-hmm. they were the anti-war party they were the first amendment party and now they're the opposite of that and i'm sure he's just watching all this and saying i gotta run for president because i gotta speak out about this stuff and maybe he doesn't win he probably doesn't win the nomination mm-hmm. but boy he's he's really reminded us of what the Democratic Party used to be under John F. Kennedy, which was for a strong military and low taxes, or Jimmy Carter, who was a pro-life Democrat, which is unthinkable now, or Bill Clinton and and Barack Obama deported more people out of this country who came here illegally than any two presidents in history, right? And now, if you even spoke about doing anything like that, if you're Joe Biden or any Democrat, well, you're you're cast out and you're not sniffing a nomination at this point. So, yeah, the Democratic Party, it's not your daddy's donkeys anymore, Janine, and that's actually the name of my next book. Well, you know, the truth is that uh, I think RFK and I think you captured it perfectly, Joe Concha. I mean, he's he's a reminder of what the Democrat Party was like in another time. And he is authentic. And, you know, I know him from Westchester. Uh, you know, he had an environmental program here for years. And, uh, you know, he was very committed. I mean, this guy is not a fly by night. He's not a he's not someone who just showed up lately. I mean, he has been in the trenches for a long time fighting for the environment and what he believes. And and uh, I, I found it painful that his family worked so hard to distance themselves from him. I really did. I thought it was quite disgusting. You know, they can say, you know, God bless him. He has his ideas. And, you know, this is America. Everybody is free to do what they want. But no, they had to trash him. And I thought it was I thought it was rather stunning that they did that. But in any event, uh, you know, at least when he does his push ups and uh, uh, he, you know, he does his workout, uh, you'd say to yourself, well, at least this guy's got 
He's got a breath in his body. He can still he can still work out. Joe Biden, my God, his wife has to lead him around. I mean, you got to say to yourself, what's in this for Jill? I mean, obviously she's first lady. There's a lot. She's I think she's in Paris with one of her daughters. Uh, but there's a lot in it for Jill. But man, what a difference between an RFK Jr. and a Joe Biden. Oof. I, I, I now I know if I finally get that movie role that I'm looking for that RFK Jr. can play my stunt double when I do the topless scenes. So that's a good thing. I mean, what a build on that guy. I mean, you you would date that Janine, right? I, I would think no, you know, he's a Democrat, but the looking we guy. Don't talk about me. But okay. um, look, he's I think he's very attractive to to a lot of people, and the idea that I don't know he's 68, six, whatever he is. Um, you know, you work out. You believe in you know. You, you've got to discipline yourself. You got to discipline your body. You've got to be. You've got to keep and be strong. And I mean, I I worked out this morning before I did the show, um, and probably you did too, didn't you, Joe? Well, Sunday's eggs and kegs for me, you know. So I, I go play on my men's softball team, and there's a keg at every base, and it's a good way to start off the the, the day. And uh, yeah, healthy, well, it sounds right? like fun. And how's your dog doing? Ah, Maximus is outstanding. He he wants to do another uh, segment with you when you fill in for Jesse next time, and uh, yeah, maybe yeah. your dog will behave a little better this time. Yeah, you know, I brought my dog in. I think it was Stella, my white standard, and Joe brings in this little yes. midget. What was it? Uh, Lefty, the West Island Terrier. Oh, yeah, very cute, very cute, very sweet. And uh, uh, I think did my dog go over to your dog and, like, beat him up or something? <laughs> there, there was a little bullying going on, yeah. <laughs> I mean, your your dog is just so gorgeous, and then boy, she's tough, kind of kind of like uh, one uh, Judge Bureau and on the five, same thing, takes after her mom. Yeah. All right, last question: yeah. What do you think is going to happen with uh, you know after we saw the shenanigans with the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden, and now it appears that it's opened the door to an impeachment inquiry at this point? What's mm-hmm. going to happen with Joe Biden? I think he'll be impeached. He won't be convicted in the Senate. Um, but then from there, I still can't 100 percent believe that he'll be the nominee when a, an overwhelming majority of Democratic voters don't want him to run again. So I got to think someone's going to intervene at some point. But I don't know who that is. I, it could be Newsom. But then I go back to the fact that we talked about it before. Democrats really, really are good at sticking together uh, mm-hmm. and not crossing each other. And the ones that do get eliminated or at least completely disgraced in the media in a hurry, like RFK Jr. So mm-hmm. I think it. It's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump again. It's the safe bet, but then I've learned that betting anything when it comes to Donald Trump is not a good idea. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trump. Remember, he was in business in Atlantic City. Yeah, I think he knows the bet better than you do. Yeah, you so. meaning all of us collectively. Right. Um, and as I say, predictions are are a fool's errand when it comes to anything with, with Donald Trump, and, and quite frankly, with, with Joe Biden at this point, given his age and given so many things can happen between now and Election Day, which is still I, I can't believe it. We're still like 15, 16 months out. I feel like it's it's been the 2024 race since, I don't know, January 2021. All right, Joe Concha, thanks so much for being with us. And, uh, you know, have a have a good game today. What did you call it? Eggs and kegs. Eggs and kegs. Sounds good to me. Joe <laughs> Concha, we love you. Thanks so much for being with us. Take care. Thanks, Judge. All right. Bye-bye. And up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnels of Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out. With my closing argument, it's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Judge Janine. Janine, Janine, on 77 WABC.
This is the Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo. Okay, now it's time for me to gamble out with my closing argument. You know what, folks? When I was a kid, I remember talking to my dad. I couldn't understand who the government was. I was really young. I was like, is it a person, Dad? Is it, like, who's the government? And my dad would say, well, it's all of us. We're the government. And I was like, no, but then, and then he would describe for me, you know, the various agencies of the government. The government when I was a kid is very different than the government today. Unfortunately, we are living in a time when we have proof positive that the president's son got a sweetheart deal that is so unconscionable that at the end of the deal, the misdemeanors for the tax uh, uh, crimes were going to be dismissed along with the gun charge, which would mean that Hunter Biden could say he's never been convicted of a crime. When Hunter Biden was the guy who fueled the Biden family uh, with money. And because the House turned Republican this year, they have been able to unearth and do for the American people uh, what the Department of Justice did not do. As a result of the fact that the Republicans took Congress, Congress is now exposing what the Department of Justice would not. And that is that the Bidens were involved in a shakedown around the world where they got millions and millions of dollars. And we're now finding out that they demanded money from oligarchs, that they didn't just invest in Joe Biden. They bought Joe Biden for policy. And this is a very sad commentary, but it is the reality of what's going on in our country today. And it is time, folks, for the impeachment of Joe Biden. How much more do we need? Not only is his administration corrupt, not only is the Department of Justice in cahoots with his son in a deal that I have never seen the likes of, where you'll never be prosecuted for a crime ever. This guy, and you know what? I'm hoping that when this deal fell through, I'm hoping that they can go back and figure out whose cocaine it was. Because I can tell you right now, there are fingerprints on that glassine bag. And the Secret Service and the Department of Justice and the FBI that's always been there for Joe Biden had better learn that they're not about one corrupt family, that they're bigger and better than that. Let's pray that they realize that. I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next week. Same time, same place for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.